When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. <laughs> yes, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell for a brand new week. It is Monday morning, the 30th of May, 2022. Daniel Pedro with you for the next hour before Vossi and Brandy at 3.1170 Sydney and... Padden Hills through 1620 Gold Coast and SENQ. Uh, quite a bit to talk about over the course of the next hour as well. In around about 15 minutes' time, we'll catch up with Brett Phillips, latest on the French Open. A lot happening overnight, so we'll have a chat with him in about 15 minutes. State of Origin, New South Wales team has been named. We'll get into that shortly. A few controversial decisions. And in a second, we'll have a chat with Charlie Goodsir as well and look at round 12 of the NRL. So plenty to get through. It's one past five. Let's get started. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Uh, 1-300-01-1170 or 0457-736-736. We'll get into the state of origin and New South Wales team shortly, but... Uh, your thoughts? No Josh Adokar, Daniel Tupo uh, there instead. Jacob Saifiti, part of uh, the squad as well. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to get your head around. Uh, Nico Hines there as 18th man as well. Jack Whiten looks like he'll be on the bench. Uh, we'll hear from Brad Fittler shortly, but uh, your thoughts? Happy? Annoyed? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll get to that shortly. Charlie Goodsir is in the studio with me now. Charlie, you walked in. I asked how you were. You've broken your finger over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, playing footy over the weekend. Happened mm-hmm. the last few minutes of the game, which is the most annoying part. Got uh, bumped in a contest. I play AFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, went for Mark and just, yeah, I knew straight away. I've broken many fingers, so nothing new. <laughs> You've got to be more careful. <laughs> more careful. But a great commitment to still be here on a Monday morning after that. Absolutely. Looking forward to everything that's coming up. Um, let's have a look at round 12 of the NRL before we get into the state of origin teams. Uh, we already uh, talked about it on Thursday, Storm 28 over Manly 8. A dominant performance by the Storm, although I still have question marks. And what did you label the Storm on Friday morning? Flat track bullies. Flat track bullies. Uh, yeah, I, I think they just bet up on the weaker teams. Mm. But look, again, you can only bet who's in front of you. That but is true. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a little bit more from the Storm uh, in the next couple of weeks. I would say so. Let's have a look at the games across the weekend. No, Friday, Panthers 22 over the Cowboys nil. Again, it's very hard to see anyone. If pa- the Panthers stay fully fit and playing like they are, it's very hard to see anyone beating them. Another convincing win over the Cowboys, who, again, probably weren't really that bad. Yeah, I, I, before I get into how great the Panthers were, mm. I want to say how good the Cowboys mm. were as well. I think their defense, even though it's t- the scoreline reads 22-0, mm. the defense of that game, they held up their line so many times. It could have been easily 40-50-0. Mm. Um, but again, Penrith are just too strong. I mean, it, it's, that was first v third, and the fact they ran out 22-0 winners, mm. 
like um, Vossi said the other day, I'm not tipping against the Penrith side for the rest of the year, and it's their competition to lose. So well done, Penrith. As I said the other day, I'd seen them twice within the two-week period, and they're just, they almost look unstoppable, but we are only halfway through the season, so a lot more can happen. But the way it's going, it's very hard to see anything about Penrith winning it, but there is still a long way to go. I agree with you. I thought the Cowboys were very good. Uh, they didn't score a point, but I still think they were very good. Uh, this other game, Broncos 35 over the Gold Coast Titans 24. Gee, the Titans can blow a lead. 24 points to four. I think they were leading at one point in time, and then the Broncos ran away with it. Payne Haas booed every time by his own fans when he took the field. Probably not right but I wasn't surprised at that. Um, but a good win for the Broncos, and it continues their pretty good season. Yeah, I, I think to use uh, the oldest sporting cliche in the book, game of two halves, mm. uh, the Titans, again, yeah, you, they know how to blow a lead. And I tipped the Titans uh, yep. due to the Payne Haas controversy during the week. And I was right for the first half, and I was really looking forward to you know coming in here on a Monday morning, mm. being all chuffed. Very but, happy, yes. But full credit to the Broncos. In, four, in past years, they would have just folded, given up, could have mm. been a 40-4 to four score line, but they dug their heels in. Mm. I think Payne Haas, yeah, the booing, not a fan of it, but he kind of grit his teeth and had a pretty solid game, I thought. And yeah, the Broncos just go from strength to strength. Uh, probably your highlight of the weekend, Newcastle 24 over the Warriors 16. I was watching this game. The Warriors got out to a 10-12-0 lead early, and I was worried for Unites. And then uh, they came back and they played pretty good football. I thought it was a pretty dud game of football, really, if you look at the whole 80 minutes. But the Knights did what they had to do to win, and uh, the Warriors, they they were just... After that first 10 or 15 minutes where they were good, they were woeful. Yeah, I, I was really worried, as you said, <laughs> that, <laughs> that a two-try early lead as well. And watching the Knights this year, you just thought, here we go again. Yep. It's just, But they've done something they haven't done all season, which is, again, grit their teeth, mm. stand up for themselves, and come back in a really character-defining win, I thought. Again, didn't play that great. It wasn't that great of a game, but I think Knights fans, including myself, just happy that the performance on the field warranted a win, and Mm. we got that win. So, very happy. The Warriors kicked the ball out on the both sidelines on the full, then over the dead ball line of a kickoff on the full, all in the first half. That wasn't in my bingo card. (laughs) No, no, and I... I think Vossi said in commentary on Fox League that I don't think he's ever seen that before. So uh, the Warriors continue their poor season. Now, this was an interesting game. Rabbitohs 44 over the Tigers 18. Reports today as well that Michael Maguire's future could be in doubt again. But the Tigers, they got off to a good start. They were leading 12 points to nil. And I thought at that point in time, well, I tipped the Tigers, as did you, I think on Friday morning. That, and I thought I was quite happy with this. But then South Sydney probably played some of their best football I've seen them play all year. Good, uh, convincing win in the end. And an important win for South Sydney as well. Yeah, where's that been all year? Yeah. Well, why Why against the Tigers, mm. one of the worst teams, albeit they've been much better in the past few weeks, mm. and, I th- and I thought they played decent in this game. But where has this been? I don't know. That was the grand final team of last year that we saw in that second period. Mm. Pull your head in, Rabbitohs. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not convinced by a 44-18 scoreline against the Tigers. I want to see you back it up next week. Yep. I mean, they do have the bye next week. So week after then, yeah. The week after that. I want to see that performance again. The One of the commentators on Fox League said, well, where was this when they played the Tigers four or five weeks ago? Um, exactly. When the Tigers won by a field goal. I, I agree with you. I think the Tigers have been playing better. But the only time Souths have shown anything like that this year was against the Roosters when they beat them in round three. Other than that, we haven't seen anything from them. And... 
the Tigers, Michael Maguire back in trouble again. So that's going to be an interesting story, I reckon, this week as well. Yes, it, it will be. I, I personally don't think there should be the, the knives out for Madge mm. at this stage. I think earlier in the year it was a bit more warranted. I think they've shown a lot of signs of improvement and... Yeah, so I'm full support from Madge for me. Uh, other game on Saturday night, Roosters 36 over the Sharks 16. Uh, the first half from the Roosters was clinical, was slick, brilliant. But this is where the Roosters have been struggling because they were leading 24-0 and then the Sharks got back to 24-16. And uh, I was getting a bit concerned from a Roosters fan point of view, but then uh, they managed to get another couple of late tries. If the Roosters can play like they did in the first half, most weeks they will trouble the Panthers in the storm. They need to get that together. And I think a few worrying signs for the Sharks who started the season off so well, but really were blown off the park in that first half on Saturday night. Yeah, and I think you tweeted out uh, over the weekend that the Roosters are such a hard team to get a read on. And mm. I, I think this game is just a classic example of it. I mean, you see that 36-16 score and be like, oh, they played well. But mm. it could have been better. And and the fact that they let the Sharks back in the game, they let the door open just slightly, is a little bit concerning. Mm. I think even more concerning, yeah, the Sharks. Mm. I think after the first couple of rounds, everyone's like, wow, they are bona fide top four side. And then they just had some really poor performances. Uh, the Raiders, yeah. the Raiders' loss was terrible. This one at home at Shark Park to get blown out twenty four nil by a side who, let's face it, hasn't been that great <laughs> this year. No, um, I think big concerns uh, down at Cronulla. And they hadn't lost a game at Shark Park, uh, mm. including the one where they were down to twelve men for over an hour about a month ago. Um, the Roosters, if they can do that every week, I, I, I would. They're nowhere near Panthers in the Storm, but. They did show on Saturday night how dangerous they can be if it all clicks together come the back end of the season. Yeah, um, good signs. Yeah, good signs for the Roosters. Two entertaining games yesterday to finish off round 12. Uh, Dragons 34 over the Bulldogs 24. It was one of those games where you always thought the Dragons were going to win, but the Bulldogs kept coming back at them, back at them. But at Belmore, still no win for the Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, game of the round for me. Um, uh, the Bulldogs, I agree. They just never went away, which yep. is something that you could criticise the Doggies for in other games where they just kind of fade away. This game, they you know they were 10 points down. They were 16 points down, but they still found a way to keep it close and get within a try late. Dragons, look, you did what you needed to do. You got the two points in the bank against the doggy side. And, and an important win for the Dragons as well to keep them within that top eight uh, race as well. The Bulldogs, I thought... Kind of want I, I tip the Dragons, but I kind of would have been nice to see the Bulldogs win at Belmore for I think it was sixteen odd thousand there yesterday as well. So would have been a very good uh, win for them. But the Dragons march on, and the final game before we get onto the state of origin sides, Eels twenty eight over Raiders twenty. I thought this was a decent game as well, and I think an important win for Parramatta to show that they are a consistent football team because I, I like I tipped the Raiders. I thought uh, they'd be able to upset the Eels. Uh, the Raiders coming into this game had won three in a row, but an important win for the Eels nonetheless. Yeah, I, I took the Raiders on the back of Wally's Statsman's stat yes. um, where they hadn't won since 2001, the Eels in Canberra. Mm. So I thought, ooh, history goes against them. That's a lot of history. That's 21-year mm. history. But yeah, they again, I, I think a lot of season-defining wins from a lot of sort of top four, top eight contenders who have kind of fallen off a little bit in the past few weeks. Mm. Well done by the Eels. They really did a solid job in a, in a pretty poor environment down in Canberra. You kind of don't want to play there, especially if it's Very freezing. cold, yes, very yeah. cold. But, yeah, 
Good win, good win by the Eels. And only four games next weekend as well. Uh, Titans, Cowboys on Thursday. Panthers, Bulldogs on Friday. Albeit the Panthers will be without all their origin stars. Uh, Manly and the Warriors on Saturday. And then the Raiders and the Roosters on Sunday. I'll go through the ladder shortly. Um, your thoughts on the New South Wales State of Origin team before we let you go. And I'll get stuck into this a bit later after Brett Phillips. But... Some interesting selections. No Josh Adokar, Daniel Tupo there instead. Your thoughts? Josh Adokar is the big one. Mm. I think he, had, he, look, he hasn't been playing that great this season, but you've got to put into context. He's playing on a Bulldog side that until this week hadn't scored four tries in a game yet, mm. and they haven't really utilized their attacking options that they acquired during the offseason. Mm. St- and for all this loyalty talk that we've heard about selections, like you can see Jack White in there, which I have a serious issue with that he's over Nico Hines, who, yep. as of this morning, we haven't seen any of the Dalian results yet. He's second mm. next to Isaiah Yo, who is the best player in the game. And I just find it perplexing that you go with this mentality of uh, loyalty, but you keep someone like Josh Adokarat, who is a absolute gun when he's on a right team, when mm-hmm. he's given the the right resources to do what he does. And he's very good defensively as well in Origin. And I think... Daniel Tupo's great, but it, I I just think they've looked at club form yep. a little bit too much and mm-hmm. haven't looked at why that is. And I I just think it's a big mistake. I, I think look, I think Daniel Tupo is a very good fit, and I understand why they've picked him. I do feel very sorry uh, for Josh, Josh Adokar. And just on your point about Nico Hines as well, I think, and we'll never know, but I think if he had had a very good game on Saturday night against the Roosters, I reckon he gets ahead of Jack Wyden, but. I think his performance on Saturday probably did hurt him a little bit, but I was surprised at that. I'd have had, and I'm not not Brad Fittler or Greg Alexander, but I'd have had him in my side ahead of Wyden. Uh, absolutely, I'm, I'm going to have a chat with Brandy uh, when he gets on air in, in, in a little while <laughs> yes. on uh, breakfast with the bossy and Brandy. Look, Jack Wyden, I've never been sold on him as an Origin player. Mm. I like he does come in as that utility, plays a role, but I've never seen him do anything outstanding. Yeah. Um, to quote Brandy, outstanding. Yeah, outstanding, yes. Um, I just think Nico Hines is in the form of his life. He, mm. Even though, look, the Sharks have dipped in the last few weeks, mm. he's been phenomenal to start the season. And mm. I think you just need to – I've always been big on rewarding players who are, into, who are in form. Well, interesting at times. No doubt Brandy, I'm sure he'll be looking to face the music, uh, <laughs> looking forward to facing the music uh, after 6 a.m. Charlie, thank you. We'll chat on Friday. Thank you very much. Uh, Charlie, good. sir. So it's 13 past five. More on that Origin team shortly. Uh, but after this break, we'll have a chat with Brett Phillips and look at, at everything happening in the French Open. It is. It's 18 past five to your texts and a call shortly. one three hundred o one eleven seventy or 457 736 Reaction to that State of Origin team. Uh, we'll go through all that in a moment or two. But firstly, time for a French Open update. Thanks to B Solar. Let the sun pay for your electricity. Visit B.Solar to learn more. And our SEN tennis expert, Brett Phillips, is on the line. Morning to you, Brett. And uh, Rafael Nadal was pushed with five sets overnight. Yeah, quite extraordinary. Good morning, Daniel. It's uh, been a huge morning. Um, what, just shy mm. of five hours? Uh, what a battle against uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime. This young Canadian who was looking to get into his uh, fourth consecutive uh, quarterfinal. So he's the real deal. He's um, got Uncle Tony Nadal, of course, in his camp, although he wasn't sitting in the box today. He was sitting neutral. Mm. Uh, but what a match. Um, he, he got out of the blocks um, really, really well, Felix. And then Rafa was in dominant control the next two sets. We thought he might wrap it up in four. And then uh, Felix stormed back in the fourth to take it to a fifth. And he just held his nerve, uh, Nadal. It was... 
Uh, gripping stuff. It's not too often that he's pushed like that at Roland Garros. We've got to go back uh, well over 10 years um, to where he's been pushed like that to five sets. So, yeah, quite extraordinary. 109 wins, three losses now, and uh, he had to pull out all stops. It sets up a 59th meeting with Novak Djokovic, mm. who got through in a contrasting fashion uh, earlier today, uh, demolished uh, Diego Schwartzman for a 7-0 head-to-head in their battle. So you couldn't get uh, more different build-ups now to what is going to be possibly a Tuesday night, first time they play a, a quarterfinal uh, is a night session match. Well, I, I know Rafa does want to play during the day, so we'll see if he does uh, get his way. But, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be fantastic. And then the other matches completed today, Alexander Zverev had to work overtime to beat probably the, the story of the tournament, really. Bernabe Zapata Mirales. I don't know if we'll ever talk about him again, Daniel, but uh, he went from 131 to 95 in the rankings this tournament. You have one breakthrough. It can just change the course of your career. Certainly, you'll get a bigger paycheck than he ever has. And <laughs> he pushed uh, Zverev um, in three really, really tight sets. So Zverev will play the winner of uh, Karin Hutchinov and Carlos Elkaraz, the night session match, uh, which is just uh, underway. And on the women's mm. side, Layla Fernandez uh, got through today, US Open finalists last year. Uh, she beat Amanda Anisimova, so she'll play Martina Trevisan, the Italian, who's made it back-to-back quarterfinals in Paris, so hasn't done anything at the other slams, beat Daria Seville on the way through, mm. and then uh, Coco Goff at um, 18 years of age was terrific today. She got through and she'll play Sloane Stephens, who uh, won the US Open a few years ago, finalist at Roland Garros, and is having another really good run. Eighth time she was in the fourth round, Sloane got past uh, Jill Teichman. So they'll be the matchups in the quarters, and then tonight we'll have the, the remainder of the fourth-round matches. What are your early thoughts on Djokovic, Nadal? Who do you think is going to get the win? Cool. Well, I've had Djokovic a smidge ahead the whole tournament, and I just think he's been building and building. But you know what? You just you cannot count out the greatest warrior to play this sport in Nadal. Uh, he, you know, I, 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 I'm almost speechless. Just you know, nearly 36 years of age, and he pushed his body to the limit to get himself over the line today. So you can't discount that. Djokovic has done it much easier during this tournament. Um, I'll still give Novak the edge, but this will be um, one hell of a meeting. Hopefully Nadal recovers well in the next 48 hours. And just before we let you go, my first chance to speak to you since Daria Seville uh, lost uh, the other night. Your thoughts on her tournament? Mm -hmm. Well, look, where she's come from this year, to be, what, uh, seven, eight hundred in the world, uh, at the start of the year to now be almost inside the top 100. It's been a huge five months for Dasha. So, mm. yeah, really, that, that form uh, to get through to a fourth round on the back of what she'd done at India Wells in particular um, just signifies that she's she's back. Uh, where she's going to land, not quite sure. It should be somewhere inside that top 100. But, yeah, didn't play her best match in that fourth round against Trevison, who, as I mentioned, won today. So, yeah, her credentials are just a, a little bit better. All right. Thank you, Brett. It's heating up at the French Open. We'll have a chat again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Dan. Brett Phillips, our SEN tennis expert, doing a great job. Don't forget, thanks to B Solar. Let the sun pay for your electricity. Visit b.solar to learn more at 22 past five. Uh, all right, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Yeovil Treatment's been in touch saying, good morning, Dan. Whilst it seems that Josh Adokar and Jake Travojevic have been hard done by, given uh, how suited both are to origin, it is assumed that Fittler has a particular game plan for the squad and you can't fault the form of the replacement players. 
And he also says, I would like Hines at 14, looking forward to a great series. Thank you, Yeovil Treeman. Yes, yeah, so that uh, series begins next Wednesday night, the 8th of June, out at Accor Stadium at Homebush. Uh, so let's get uh, stuck into this before a break. So Josh Adokar, he has been dumped from the New South Wales team uh, and replaced by Daniel Tupo, who, by the way, I think has been playing uh, some very good football. He was part of that Origin team in 2020, um, and I think he's been one of the Roosters' best uh, over the past season, uh, at least the start of this year, the opening 11-12 weeks. So I think he thoroughly deserves his spot, but I do understand uh, why people are a bit upset at the fact that Adokar has not been uh, picked. The other news from New South Wales, uh, Newcastle prop Jacob Saifiti, um, le- uh it's selected, uh, but Jake Trevojevic and Sydney Roosters edge forward Angus Crichton, who I think had his best game uh, in a pretty quiet year for the Roosters, it has to be said, but I think he played very well on Saturday night. He misses out. Uh, Stephen Crichton and Katoni Staggs in this uh, side. No real surprise there. I thought Crichton was going to be there. Uh, Joseph Sawali named in their extended squad. Very doubtful he'll play, but uh, very good for him, and he's he was very good again on the weekend uh, for the Roosters. Our host of Panthers, as we uh, expected, uh, named uh, Jack Whiten is expected to get the nod ahead of Nico Hines as uh, the 18th man. And Ryan Madison and Regan Campbell-Gillard in the squad as well. So the expected team, just before we hear from Brad Fittler, is uh, we don't know, but it's looking like it'll be like this with fullback Chance Desco, wingers Brian Tuo and Daniel Tupo, centres Katoni Staggs and Stephen Crichton, 5'8", Jerome Luai, halfback is, will be Nathan Cleary. Now the props, Junior, Paulo and Payne Haas, and the hooker, Damien Cook. The second rows at this stage, Tarek Sims and Cameron Murray, the lockers, IAO, and the way uh, the Telegraph believe it anyway, Jack Whiten, Tyson Frizzell, Ryan Madison, and Regan Campbell-Gillard will be the 17. Uh, Nico Hines, Api Carousel, Joseph Sawali, Liam Martin, and Jacob Saifiti, part of the squad. Let's have a listen to Brad Fiddler, who was on Nine News last night, uh, explaining the decision to pick Daniel Tupo. Well, I'm surprised that people would be surprised. Uh, he's pretty much been the best winger for a number of years. He's always on my radar. I've coached Tubes in the City team and State of Origin uh, previously, and I've always loved him being part of my teams. Yeah, Brad Fittler there on Nine News last night. Uh, yeah, I don't have a huge issue with Daniel Tupo being there. Uh, Josh Adokar, speaking to Charlie about 10 or 15 minutes ago, he's part of that uh, Bulldog side now that is struggling, but he's been sensational at uh, origin level, and I dare say it would have uh, been a hard choice uh, to leave him out. But your thoughts on that? I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot about it throughout the morning. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Um, and anyone else you're surprised at? Ryan Madison, I think, uh, deserves a spot. I think he's been playing uh, good football. Good to see Cameron Murray, and he played very well for South Sydney against the Tigers on Saturday night. Good to see him in that squad as well. Um, and, yes, I think the other contentious one, in my opinion, is uh, Nico Hines. Jack Wyden, I think, has been... Very good at origin level. Uh, and I do still think, and I'll, I'll never know this, but I think uh, if Nico Hines had had a better game on Saturday night against the Roosters, he might have got that nod ahead of Jack Wyden. But he's there, and you never know. He still might get a run. He's had a fantastic season uh, for the Cronulla Sharks. So that's not uh, set in stone just yet, uh, that team. So we'll have to wait and see. But well done to every player selected and looking forward to it all getting started uh, next Wednesday night out at a court stadium. And no doubt... Vossi and Brandy uh, will have a lot on that 
after 6am. 1300-01-1170, our phone number, where you can text 0457-736-736. Now, uh, from the Queensland side of things, uh, their coach, Billy Slater, will announce his squad for Origin 1 on Monday, and the rookie coach is tipped to make some big selection calls. Broncos teen sensation Saul Selwyn Cobbo will sensationally make his debut on the wing after just 19 games in the NRL. Meanwhile, six Cowboys players expected to reap the rewards of their side's stunning start to the season. Uh, now, Billy Slater is set to put his faith in young Maroon squad featuring Selwyn Cobbo and, as I said, six players from the inform uh, Cowboys. Now, uh, Ruben Cotter and Nanai in the 17 with Tom Deedon, uh, Deedon Murray Tulagi also in the extended squad, or Valentine Holmes looks like he will start at centre. Uh, that uh, name, uh, that side will be named a little later on today. Cam Munster and Daly Cherry Evans no doubt will be in the halves. Uh, Corey Oates will miss out on selection despite uh, his form this year. So going to be interesting to see uh, what side Billy Slater does name. That will come out throughout the course of today. Uh, they're expected Caelan Ponga there to be at fullback. Uh, Gago in the centres, as we know, Cam Munster and Daly Cherry Evans, uh, the halves. Ben Hunt will be on the interchange bench, as he has been for the past couple of years. And Lindsay Collins, who missed out on origin selection uh, last year um, because of injury, he will be in there. It looks like uh, they're saying that he will be on the bench. Uh, so that is uh, the origin teams, and no doubt we'll hear a lot more talk about that uh, over the course of the next 10 days, uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. On Friday morning, I asked for your weekend predictions. Uh, text here saying, Hi, Dan. My uh, p- prediction on Friday fell over at the first hurdle. Uh, this was about the rugby teams, all five Australian rugby teams winning this weekend. Interestingly, it was the three more fancy Aussie teams that lost and was left to the Rebels and forced to fly the flag at the end of the round. Disappointed that the Highlanders scored late in that game against the Rebels, as it would have meant we would have had four Aussie teams in the quarterfinals. Anyway, good luck to the Reds, Brumbies and Waratahs against the Kiwi teams, only the Brumbies at home. Thank you for that text, uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break, come back with more. You're listening to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is 29 minutes past five. To six. Don't forget this season, Makita helps you rule the outdoors. 31170 SEN Sydney coming up after the six o'clock news is breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Brandy is here. Morning. Howdy, Dan. Uh, how are you? I'm not going to ask you about State of Origin. I know Vossi will be grilling you after 6am, but an interesting round of the NRL. Uh, it was a fantastic round. More mm. tries scored this round than any other round so far this year, uh, which I learnt yesterday while I was working calling the game with Vossi. Uh, and I thought yesterday's game in Canberra was just a terrific game. game. It really was. Canberra played well. Uh, and I was lucky enough to to call the Roosters-Sharks game. I was out at Shark Park to do that one. The Roosters played their best footy of the season for 50 minutes. Mm. Damn, 50. Mm. They'll, get, they'll get 80 out soon. At some point. Uh, and the Broncos-Titans game on Friday night... Was it was a terrific game to, to be calling too after the Titans gave up a twenty four to four lead. So it was a very exciting round of footy. Yeah, great weekend. Yeah, I thought the Roosters did look good for that fifty minutes. Looking forward to breakfast. Cam Smith, Matty Johns, part of the show after eight AM. 
Yes, fantastic. Sounds good. Uh, Greg Alexander and Andrew Foss with The Breakfast Show after 6am through 11.70 Sydney. Uh, up in Queensland on SENQ and through 16.20 Gold Coast. Uh, Desley Foster after a first Group 1 win uh, on Saturday. Uh, AFLW star Taylor Harris will join Patton Hills. NRL News with Katie Brown as well. And Brett Phillips, uh, who will be also on with Fossey and Brandy, uh, will have the latest on the French Open. So plenty coming up uh, with Patton Hills as well after 6am through SENQ and 16.20. Gold Coast Champions League final over the weekend. Uh, a few, a lot of bad scenes before the game. The game was delayed by about uh, half an hour. But in the end, uh, Real Madrid just too good. And uh, our EPL our football expert, Jonathan Gallo, predicted that uh, on Thursday morning when we last had a chat with him. So a good win for Real Madrid. And in the end, I've seen a few people on Twitter saying maybe a disappointing season uh, for Liverpool. They obviously won the FA Cup final. They almost won the EPL. Uh, lost to Real Madrid. So if you're a Liverpool fan, it'll be interesting to uh, hear how you will sum up the season. We'll have a chat with John later in the week. Thank you for your company today. Keep those texts and calls coming in for Vossi and Brandy through 1170 Sydney, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 through SENQ and 1620 Gold Coast. It's Patton Heels. I will catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a great day. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13-21-91. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.